1: It's Chuck Aww. and Chernoff on the fan. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. As we crank up our four o'clock hour, we're with you till 630. tonight. little bonus CNC before the jackets and North Carolina do basketball battle ramble direct tip off show at 630. All the action on the fan and the fan mobile app at seven o'clock. The 4 o'clock hour of the show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to EntryPointAtlanta.com for a free estimate. Oh, by the way, Lakers Hawks. Lakers in town tonight. No AD, but LeBron should go. He's questionable if you want to head on down to the farm.
2: Kenny Smith represents as a Tar Heel regularly, doesn't he? Like, he's proud of his alma mater.
1: And a former Hawk who had a cup of coffee here.
2: He did for just a minute, and the knees were gone. Jimmy created one knee.
1: Do you remember the trade though? No, no, Kenny was actually no, 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 was no, it? no, no. Kenny was still good. The Hawks traded Kennedy to the Rockets for Tim McCormick. He went and won championships there. Kenny was still in his... Oh, oh, did, no, oh, no. no. Kenny, like, they traded Kenny. It was one of the weird... They had Kenny. and then That's they, right. We get beat up old Tim McCormick. I wasn't even thinking he came from the Rockets. Well, no, he came from the Kings. We traded him to the That's Rockets. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, get, That's it. Get your sad hawks uh, history. That is know. right. So they trade him to the Rockets. He goes on to win the two titles with those Cassell teams and those other... Did we send Randy Whitman to Sacramento for him? I don't remember what the deal was mm, to get him yeah. from Sacktown, but we got him from Sacramento and again Kenny was good, but yeah. was not he a slam dunk champion? Because he was in the contest here in, in Sacramento Kenny too. Smith? Yes. Go double check my math, bro. Kenny I think Kenny either won a slam dunk title or was prominently featured in the dunk contest. He knew his way around the uh, the high rising he of won the won early nineties. He won it no, he didn't win in nineteen eighty five. That was the first year of the dunk contest in the or no, maybe it was the second. No, the first year
2: was Larry Nance and Julius Irving in 84. 84 right. We may be thinking of Kenny Skywalker. That's, That's a different Kenny. But
1: Kenny. I'm telling you, Kenny Smith was at the dunk contest prominently featured. All right, coming up in five minutes, Chuck noticed the cheapest pop for a pro sports franchise. You're not Arthur. Like it. popular in the porn industry. I think you talked over yourself. I did. I'm sorry. But for the Falcons, it could be much more than that cheap pop. We'll get to it coming up. So uh, I was listening to Max Freed's comments over the weekend at Braves Fest, which, oh, by the way, 50,000 people was the estimate at Braves Fest on Saturday in the middle of the cold and the rain. Like, Braves fans come running when there's an event, and they've showed up in a big way on Saturday. Well, Max talked about and was asked about his future, and I, he sounded the tone of his voice as much as what he said indicated he knows what we all know, that his future is probably somewhere else, unless the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos are willing to change philosophically. Now, here's where I think it could work if the Braves are willing. We all know to sign Max Freed long-term, it's going to take a five- or six-year deal. So that's the starting point. I brought up the uh, Carlos Rodon numbers the other day. It was like six years and 162 from the Yankees. If the Braves, and I don't know if, I'm, like it's, it's big of me to offer discounts to other guys, but if the Braves offered him five years at 150 with a six-year an option, that's thirty a year. You give him the twenty-two a year, and you do the Dodger game. You defer eight million a year of it. That way, Alex gets to keep his pay structure in place. Of everybody being at that twenty-two million or so number, Max gets to say on the free agent market, "Look, I got my money." The Dodgers just had several guys, with Shohei being the biggest, that did this, and they can agent can brag, "This is the deal we got." But the deferred money is what shows up on your payroll. That way, Max is here. You defer the money. Everybody's happy structurally. Here's, though, what would happen if Alex lets Max leave, which I still think is going to happen. I think he goes running into the arms of the Dodgers. I just think it's a no-brainer. I thought I thought San Diego before, but San Diego's not going to be very good. Dodgers make him an offer. He goes out there, and now you have to compete against him in the playoffs, which is just a gut punch. In lieu of that, right, in lieu of letting him just leave for that, give him this deal. That way you're not having to fill 40% of your starting rotation in two years. I keep saying this every year. Charlie Morton's going to retire. <laughs> At some point, he's going to retire. So let's say it's after this year. Tell me who the two fifths of the rotation you're replacing Max Fried and Charlie Morton with. You going with the kids? No,
2: I got Strider, and he's locked up. And as long as he's healthy, that's one of the five guys.
1: So Sale will be here in 25. Mm-hmm. So that's two guys.
2: But if you're talking for like a five year deal and how he fits going forward, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like Blake Snell's still out there. This just yeah. really strikes me as something that it's we're not going to change our policy. We're not going to change the structure of our payroll much. It's not just thirty million dollars, and we'll get it from somewhere. It's just not what they're going to do. And his way works. And when you're talking about deferred money, and then making an the exception and going over, you're right about all the reasons. I agree with you about mm-hmm. Max, and then the big picture scenario, and what if he goes out there and has five good years, or two good years with the Dodgers, whatever. Um, I agree with all that. However, um, A Train and the Braves over the last three, four, or five years, their calling card has been physical responsibility and sort of getting ahead of the sticks instead of doing something where like a bill comes later. Like the Dodgers, they got creative and they got Shohei. They got a bill coming. Okay. They don't care about that and they shouldn't. They got Shohei right now. But here's the thing I get it.
1: It's not like you're going to be fiscally ir- irresponsible. Charlie Morton comes off your books at $20 million. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying pay max, because Charlie walks what you're going to hope. and you See, none of us can depend on Hurston Waldrop or A.J. Smith-Charber. Mm-hmm. We can hope that those two develop into what they could develop into big-time pitchers. But I can take a chance and say one of those guys can, can fill a spot in the rotation. Sales back in 25, Strider's locked up. As much as people turned on Bryce Elder, he's still young, affordable, and can be a part of your rotation. Maybe Ian's a pitcher. I see. I can't even count on Ian coming back. Um, but if he does, it'd be a bonus. It's Soroka at this point. It would just... be. It, it, it's not Soroka, but it's it's still a, a maybe. Yeah. It's a hope. But back to the Max thing. The twenty million from Charlie. Slide that over. Remember, Max this year's making. What did he win in arbitration? Wasn't he seventeen million? It's,
2: yeah, seventeen point eight or sixteen point eight or whatever
1: it was. So it's not like you're putting new money on the books. You're just reallocating the money of Charlie, but hopefully having one of those young guys. A.J. Smith-Shauver, Hurston Waldrop, somebody, or a cheaper free agent. There are ways to do this. This is the guy that you break your philosophical decisions for. This is the, and I know that sounds weird because Freddie's an everyday player, and he didn't do it for Freddie, and Dansby was your shortstop. I don't know who the hell you replace Max with. Like, there was a theory, and we did this before the Braves traded for Matt Olson. We're like, if Freddie leaves, you can have a shot to go get Matt Olson, And they did it, and, okay, you're set up for years Dansby leaving was not anybody's want, but you were like, "Yeah, you can win without Dansby. You're talented. I don't know how you replace Max and still think in the playoffs you're going to go win a championship. They've
2: yet to quote, um, there's a better word, I'm sure, quote cave on pitching, on starting pitching. They've won in two-year deals, all about it. Love it. They have yet to cave and say, here's the five, six, seven-year deal for the prime starter They mm-hmm. hadn't done it. No. Now, I don't know if you, you've got to string together a series of successes in the offseason each year. And you have to do it each year uh, versus just signing Garrett Cole. And it's expensive, but, hell, it's easy and you know you're right. Um, That's not what A-Train's doing. And so they have
1: had – he's doing this every single offseason. Max is – he was 15 in arbitration, which, by the way, is a steal. So 15 and 20 for Morton, that's $35 bucks, And I'm saying defer some of it, give him the 22, defer eight of it, and all of a sudden now you get him and it makes sense. Think about it this way, folks. Like we could talk about all the things that went well in '21 to win the championship. One of those was you had a horse that could shove in a in a game six. You had that guy. Now Max had a bumpy game two in that World Series, but Max was also pretty good in the rest of the postseason, if memory serves. I don't know in the postseason who you give the ball to and say, "All right, we have as good a chance to win the championship." I, I, this this would be the one I really hope that Alex would come around to. All right, I'm not going to do this for many guys. Right, we're going to stick to mo-. every philosophy and every philosophical like. Decision you make. There's always exceptions to all rules. This would be the guy I would have exceptions for. We'll see if they do coming up the end of the season. Uh, Good news for you guys who want a good laugh. Bill Maher is headed back to town. Yes, Bill is headed back September 7th. He's going to be playing at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. You can get your tickets. They go on sale Friday morning, 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Again, Bill Maher, September 7th, Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets will go on sale to the public, 10 a.m. LiveNation.com. Friday morning, I've got a pair to give away to you for caller number 10. Right now at 404-231-1680, they can be yours. All right, so like a a band who's playing in your city, or a good wrestler who grabs the mic and says, I love you, Akron. Chuck says he's got a, a cheap pop, and the cheapest of pops for a pro franchise in town. Yeah, but for the Falcons,
2: this could be much more. My goal is pure, Matthew. I want the Falcons to have more of an identity, actually to have any identity. Okay? So there is a cheap pop that anybody could do. Very few have. At the very least, Matthew, close your eyes. All right. Think of any Dallas Cowboy player, play, moment, anything. Okay. You had exactly one vision in your head. A guy doing something in a white and blue jersey. That was it. Mm -hmm. white jersey blue numbers it's free do it white home jerseys for the falcons now you have to be creative and you have to get it right but come up with a jersey you can wear all the time um there's no value to the final score there's none of that but it's an identity and we ain't got none we had an identity with michael vick for a second uh bigger picture here is there such a desperate glowing need for anything to be yours as the falcons six decades playing in the nfl Zero identity outside of losing in 28-3. Even Sunday, did you see this, man? I hadn't even thought about it. Sunday, I'm just minding my own business, and I get reminded that in 2012, the Falcons gave up the second-largest lead ever in an NFC championship game.
1: Did you see the graphic come up on the board? Yeah. Um, They had a 17-0 lead over the Niners. It won't
2: go away. Um, Oh, they got a million of those. This same owner has done a free, quote, cheap pop that was there and anybody could do it. This same owner has done it with a soccer team in Atlanta. And I mean a big-time identity, even around our town for five stripes. Like, you can choose anything for your logo or your identity or your slogan or saying or what we do at games or whatever. Five stripes, hell, they hit the bullseye, and they're never changing that thing for as long as Atlanta United is. Atlanta United. I say grab just a tiny little something like that, even if it's contrived and manufactured kind of make it yours because no matter what you thought about, Roger Staubach, Tony Dorsett, uh, Tony Romo, guy in a white jersey with blue numbers, have some sort of freaking identity even if it's cheap and easy. They don't have one.
1: Well, it's like you said, though, that you are doing the cheap and easy thing, and that's fine whatever. If you want to change the uni, I like the old uh, 80s red and, and well, with the gray numbers is on is fine. It. But the problem is I want us to get past that at some point. They're not where our franchise doesn't have to do that to try to win some of the fan base back or to try to grab attention. The only reason the Falcons got any attention during the entire coaching search was because of Bill Belichick. And that wasn't a story about the Falcons. It was about Bill. There's a reason the Steelers never have to change uniforms. or The Cowboys don't have to change uniforms. There's a reason why, you know, successful franchises don't have to do that stuff. The ones like the Falcons. So a little history on this. When they drafted Michael, Vick, and they won in the playoffs in Green Bay, it wasn't shocking in the next offseason they changed uniforms. They said, okay, moneymaker, Vick, that offseason they changed the uni to capitalize on, well, people have already bought the old Mike Vick jersey. Now we're going to buy this sleek, new, exciting. They've done that before. They'll do it again. That's fine. I'm not against it. I just want to skip past that at some point. There's a reason. Like the Braves have alternate jerseys Uh for fun. The Braves have largely had the same jersey since 1987 after they switched yep. from the Blues. They have an identity. Right. It's, kind of, it's been that way forever. The Hawks change jerseys all the time. The Hawks are big with that. We had
2: They've gone back. They've reclaimed some of their identity, the white home jersey with the red letters and the gold trim around it. I guess. That's a classic look for the Atlanta Hawks.
1: I guess. They, they also wore blue, dark blue. Seven or eight years ago, they and did. They, they wore that weird what, volt green. What did they call that? Was Wasn't that it volt green oh my or? God. They, they've been big at that. They're wearing the blue this year, and they're alternatives. Uh, and I'm fine. Alternate. Oh yeah, they wore, Was it against Memphis? I saw them. I was like, what the hell is this? And they're alternate. They're not alternative. Okay, but, thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with alternate jerseys for fun. But when you change your jersey every three years, you're like, what? Why are we doing that? Why are we changing our identity? Because as you said, we don't have an identity. I'm trying to create one, right? And that's that's fine, but. I don't know. At some point, I'd like that franchise to be be more about the meat and potatoes. Like I like the fun stuff as much as the next guy. Eh, have some meat and have some potatoes. Now, but
2: eventually. I do know the NFL lets you wear whatever the hell you want now. I mean, the color rush came and they were like, "Are right, you have bright purple on head to toe and you're playing a team bright red head to toe?" I I get it. It's not 1987, um, but I want an identity.
1: Haven't we um, haven't we killed the gradient? Like, didn't they drop that from one of their? They
2: needed options. to. You and I were at Malla, Georgia, that when they. Uh, Debuted the jerseys you're talking about, and well, the I'm v- talking the gradient
1: recently, like the. Oh no, no,
2: no, no! But we're going yeah. like way back after yeah. the big playoff series, and the big deal was they put red piping on it, uh. like to separate the black panels from the white panels on it Red piping, exciting!
1: It's really ooh. All right, well. and here's
2: Keith Brooking wearing the
1: new jersey, everybody. They had a, They had Keith model. They really walked the. Uh, done
2: was out there. The catwalk.
1: He was a supermodel. Might okay. have been Stephen Nicholas, uh, Fox has confirmed. Tom Brady will not be joining a three-man booth. It will just be Tom Brady and Kevin Burkhart. Like, the masses have been screaming for Greg Olson, who's the best guy out there right now to stay at the first team. So they're going to drop him from the first team. It'll just be Brady and and Burkhart, and I don't know why. See, I I mentioned this. We were talking in the hall earlier. Like, don't you guys remember that Chris Collinsworth, Troy Aikman, and Joe Buck worked together for a bunch of years before Chris left for NBC? It was a fine broadcast. Chris left. They dropped it down to two. I don't know, maybe they just have this assumption that Tom Brady's going to go in and just be great. There's real,
2: really no need for three people in the booth.
1: There's not, but when you have somebody who's never done it, you should have a third person. Like, you, this is the first time this guy's calling. He's not.
2: Oh, but Greg Olson doesn't need a third person.
1: No, he doesn't. But He I'm needs s- to be on the game by himself. What I'm saying is Greg and, and Kevin yep. should be Fantastic. there to help, to help Brady figure this stuff out not that brady's going to be an idiot but you don't typically walk into the first team and there's a reason why tony romo's gotten worse folks it's not by accident they didn't coach him they didn't make him better they said you can predict plays which was his big thing in year one and he's gotten progressively worse the same thing will happen with brady it's just and then people will kill brady and it's not his fault because you're not grooming these people you're not doing them any justice you're just like all right, first team, go be the, do the biggest game in America. 50 million people will watch and I'll tell you, you suck. It gets a
2: bit clumsy with three people in the booth. Sometimes it can. And then you, I think you need a sideline reporter for injuries. You don't need two sideline reporters. I don't think you need any of that stuff. No. It,
1: Give the, me some injuries. That's it. The Monday Night Football booth that I grew up with for years had three guys in it the did. Booth, and, and it worked. worked. It it did. And you have to have, be able to have you know guys check egos. Dan Gierdorf did it with uh, Frank Gifford. Now Michaels, before that, Howard Cosell did it with Frank Gifford. There, I think Al Michaels might have been in that one for a minute. There was there was a bunch of those. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not expecting. Maybe Brady will pleasantly surprise. I'm not expecting much, and nor should you. They're using his name and his celebrity to put him in the first booth and and try to glom something off of it. And Detroit
2: Aikman was he great immediately? Because he, he he got to a point where he he's was okay. really really good, and he may have. He's he's, he's just kind of angry and bored now. He's kind of oh.
1: dry. Like, Buck is very good with him, and they work well together. There's, You know what they are? They're a comfortable listen. They really are. Watching them on Monday night together, you're like, it's a comfortable Vance listen.
2: Vance and Romo's not. No, they're in two different booths. It's weird, man.
1: They're in just two different places. And I would imagine that breaks up in a few years. I decided Greg Olson,
2: he looks like if you took Chris Farley from Tommy Boy <laughs> and lost about 75 pounds, the hair is a yeah. little mussed, the oh, collar's yeah. undone, and the tie's a little sideways.
1: Who does that sound like? Say it. That's John Madden. Not that Greg Olson will turn into, a, like, a character. He was good, man. But wasn't Madden always – Yeah, he was a little – yeah. yeah, he was a little disheveled. It was like he was the everyman. Why do you think people love Olson? Tom Brady comes in as – look at this picture. He's beautiful. Tom Brady gets better looking. Kevin per- avocado ice cream. Perfect hair. He's in great shape. He just signed a new deal with his TB12 company. And you're right. It's a great way to say it. Greg Olson's wearing the jacket, the tie that we might have in our closet – and he's talking about football the way that you want to hear somebody talk about football and people have like fallen for it very quickly. There's somebody in the production truck. Greg, your hair. Nah, I'll be back. He's like whatever. I'm talking about football and he's really really good at it. All right, coming up. If the Falcons follow the Rams plan, this dog makes perfect sense in Atlanta. What's up, dog? Exactly. You might be saying what's up to this dog soon enough. We'll tell you about him next
3: the 4 p.m. hour is presented by entry point doors and windows atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows they're atlanta's best for a reason go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate nick cellini and chris domino are back tomorrow at 11 a.m ask me to do the next
4: piece in btg as
3: johnny uh do the next piece in btg is johnny no you do johnny do
5: Johnny Cash. You want me to do you No. Doing no, no Johnny Cash? No. A shot of Manorino just to watch him die. Okay,
3: uh, that's fine. That's good. But that trend
5: keeps it rolling.
3: That's good. Chalini and Domino, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 2 on The Fan and The Fan app. If you can have
2: 100 all-stars on one team, it's a no-brainer, right? Well, Invesco QQQ gives you just that. 100 of the NASDAQ's most cutting-edge companies all in one investment fund. Invesco QQQ is an exchange-traded fund which means you're not investing in just one company. You're accessing 100 companies that are creating advancements in smart fitness technology, robotics, and next-gen video conferencing. These companies are changing the game. With Invesco QQQ ETF, you can become an agent of innovation impacting sports and beyond. Investco QQQ, invested in Atlanta and invested in innovation.
0: There are risks involved with investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs are subject to risks similar to those of stocks. Investments focused in the technology sector are subject to greater risk and are more greatly impacted by market volatility than more diverse. Diversified investments. The Nasdaq 100 index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies traded on the Nasdaq. An investment cannot be made directly into an index. NCAA is a trademark of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. Invesco is not affiliated with the NCAA. Atlanta Braves, Georgia Tech, or University of Georgia Athletics. Before investing, consider the fund's investments, objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing. Invesco Distributors Inc. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more- or easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation.
3: Call 800-890-0144. 800-890-0144. 800-890-0144. Optima Tax Relief.
0: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I'm
6: doing it. Everyone else is doing it. Are you doing it? And by it, I mean going to a Georgia Swarm game. The Swarm is back in action this Friday night, the 2nd, at 7.30 at Gas South Arena. Every game is a blast, even if you've never watched lacrosse before. Family fun, date night fun, extremely wallet friendly. Georgia Swarm games are awesome. So come see the most fun team in Atlanta play, the Georgia Swarm. This Friday night, February 2nd, 7.30 at Gas South Arena, georgiaswarm.com for tickets and deals. With the Braves
3: making moves and spring training on everyone's mind, trust the fan's team of Truist reporters for breaking news, exclusive interviews, and everything you need to know before the Braves report to Florida. From the team at Truist at Atlantis, 15-year home of the Braves. The fan From the local teams to the national stories, let's hit the road in our Mercedes-Benz from RBM for a trip to the RBM of Atlanta's sports desk.
4: Some local players make the Pro Bowl. Good afternoon. Once again, I'm Justin Hanover. Pro Bowl replacements have been named. A couple of familiar ones in C.J. Stroud and Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield. And some local guys well-deserving as well. Jameer Gibbs, the former Dalton High School Catamount running back in Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. And Evan Engram, who went to Hillgrove. NBA, well, they're going to do something a little bit out of the box. Their all-time three-point leader in Steph Curry and the WNBA single-season three-point record holder in Sabrina Ionescu, they're going to compete in a three-point contest in All-Star Weekend on February the 17th. Hoops tonight, the Lakers in Atlanta right here at 7.30, the Hawks 19-27, and 27, the Lakers 24-24, and 24. and the Ramblin' Rack tip-off show begins at 6.30, number three, North Carolina at Tech. The home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM.
1: This is quite a day in Atlanta. Lakers in town. North Carolina's in town. Stars are going to be all around. Hey, watch who's sitting uh, courtside tonight. That's the people watching. Duke and the Doctor. I don't know if the Duke and the Doctor will still be there, but you'll get your Chris Tucker. You'll get your Quavo. Hey, guys. You'll get some radio personalities. You never know who's going to show up courtside for a big Hawks-Lakers game tonight. Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan Thanks for hanging out with us. We're on every afternoon, 2 to 6. That's Chuck. I'm Matt. You all are you all, and we uh, drive you home each and every day. I hope you're waking up with the locker room 6 to 10 before they hand it off to the Buckster, eleven or 10 to 11, and then Nick and Chris, 11 to 2. Now, tomorrow morning, it's a great day to wake up with the locker room because they're sending five lucky listeners to Sandals, one of the Caribbean destinations of their choosing, including Sandals-Duns River in Jamaica. Got that free trip to Jamaica, man? That's correct, Buck. To get qualified to win one of the five trips, all you have to do follow Six a to the fans' social media accounts: Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever you call it. Before the show, then tune into the locker room each weekday, and when you're prompted, be the first caller to correctly identify the safe. I mean, the keyword. It's not a safe word; that'd be different. I think it's that's a keyword. Buck trying to sound like he's holding in a puff? Yeah, he's being Jamaican, man. Yeah, you just didn't it's get that's him trying. Okay, sure, yeah. yes. Uh, you're not going to be qualified to win the experience of a lifetime. Turquoise waters, unlimited dining, luxurious accommodations, compliments of Sandals Resorts. So take a minute each weekday morning. Get the Sandals Duns River keyword of the day on Facebook, Instagram, and X, and then listen to the locker room for your chance to enter and win. You must be 21 or older, be a legal resident of Georgia to win. Let me close up some loops. So 1985 slam, slam dunk contest, forgive us. That was Dominique Wilkins who won that one. I think that was in Indianapolis. 1986 was Spud Webb. Former Hawk also won that. Former Hawk Kenny Smith appeared in the slam dunk contest three times. Yeah, Kenny Skywalker won it in 89. Right. So we covered all the Kennys, all the slam dunks. We got it all in. I feel very good about it. Uh, Coming up in five minutes, the Kang thinks the GOAT deserves even more credit for a recent performance. We'll get to that coming up. But first... I don't know how much you guys are paying attention to some of the uh, stuff coming out of the first day of practice at the Senior Bowl today. Lots of bouquets are being lobbed at the feet of Lad McConkie, and I'm not surprised. I told you guys all season I thought Lad would be one of these guys that NFL people fall in love with for several reasons. One, his speed is underrated. Two, his hands are incredible. Three, he's a great route runner. And if you're looking for a home for Lad McConkie – look no further than the new head coach and his offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'll take you back to their time in L.A. with Sean McVay. Zach Robinson is the past game coordinator, quarterback coach. Raheem's running the defense. They saw what Sean McVay did, and they're going to run a very similar offense, which runs 11 personnel nearly all the time. Now, it, the way the numbers played out, the Rams were in 11 personnel 95% of the time, meaning they had a back, they had a tight end, and how many receivers on the field? three. Right now, the Falcons don't have enough receivers under contract to be able to run 11 personnel. Compare that to the Falcons who a year ago ran an NFL low 11 personnel 16.8% of the time because Arthur Smith believed in double tight ends. He played a couple of backs at times. That's just the way they did it. If you're the Falcons and you're going to emulate what the Rams do, look at some of their draft picks. Cooper Cup was not on anybody's radar. Six foot two, 205 pound receiver in the third round that Everybody looked at it and went, white, uh, white possession receiver. No.
2: No, 1,500-yard season
1: receiver. But Cooper's also incredibly fast, yeah. great hands, great route running, and he's bigger than you think. Well, this latest example is Puka Nakua. Like, nobody saw Puka Nakua uh, in the fifth round, who's also 6'2", 205, who just broke every record that has ever been set for rookie receivers. So now do the lad comp. Ladd is not as big, but he's 6 feet, 185. Put him in an NFL weight program, he'll put 5, 7 pounds on whatever. But as I said, he has the same traits as the other guys. Lad is – so there's a video today. Just search Lad McConkie on your social media platform, and you will see the ankles being broken, the routes that he's running, the catches diving to the ground, and everything. There's a little video of him and Mike Tomlin dapping it up. There's some other stuff that you'll see. I have this vision of the Falcons taking him in round two. I don't know if he'll be on the board at 43. I just think he's going to be one of these guys that teams are like, got to have a guy like this. Got to have a guy. That's how good lad is. But he's going to get labeled as white possession receiver. He's going to get labeled as uh, Hunter Renfro or one of these dumb comps. That talent that his abilities get tons better than any of the comps you're going to hear from lad mcconkey
2: i asked about michael Penix and the medical and we've heard for a couple of decades now that in indianapolis as big as anything is the medical that's basically give me your medical file let me see all the x-rays the digital images everything you got because we need to see about that back injury or wow you are clean as a whistle puka didn't like he had a broken foot but That was just, you come back from that. It's different when your lad's size, and he's a good enough size, but um, he's not Mike Evans, I'm saying. No. And it's been a back already. It's been a knee injury. Um, He's had his series, and so he's coming out of college with a medical thing. Like, he's missed time because of being beat up a little bit. So
1: there's always that to think about. Oh, that's always a factor Mm. in it. There's no doubt. So you want to win the offseason? I don't know if it's smart, but this would be fun. Told you yesterday, I'm here for the Brock Bowers' first round, eighth overall drafting. Not because it would be the smartest thing to do, but the reactions would be spectacular. Half the fan base would be thrilled it's a Georgia player. Statue time. Half the fan base would be angrier than they've ever been because it's another tight end. Both sides might be very, very impressed that this talent is joining the group. But what about this for the offense? Hear me out. You ready? You draft Brock. You move Pitts to a receiver. So, you've got Drake Pitts. You back up the Brock pick with a lad pick in the second round. Now I've got Drake Pitts lad, Brock at tight end. I trade for Justin Fields. And what do I have, Chuck? I've got a lot of Georgia connections. The new regime wins the fan base. Former Georgia quarterback, former Georgia tight end, former Georgia receiver. And we go win the fan base. I don't know if it's smart. In fact, it's probably not, but what fun it would be.
2: I don't know how serious lads, <laughs> injuries. I don't hear Lips the fun I don't, or, hear,
1: I don't hear the fun Tony. I'm trying no, to No,
2: no way because that's a little far-fetched. I mean to huh? go receiver first round, receiver second round.
1: How fun? No, he's a tight end, Brock.
2: Oh, tight end first round. I'm sorry. That is much more reasonable. Tight end first round, receiver second round.
1: How fun would that be? Uh, it would be fun. Justin Fields has his huge potential. It would be connection. fun. Yeah. Sure.
2: I don't have any doubt about Ladd's ability to get open and catch the ball and even run away from some people in the NFL. Um and I don't know what his, you know, history, medical history, will have to do, you know, as far as dinging him on draft night or nights. But he can get open. He can run. There's no doubt about it. He's a really talented kid. How popular would this regime be?
1: Oh, my God, they would be so popular. Two dogs, back-to-back, bring back a former Georgia who left for Ohio State quarterback. Oh, now we're going. You change the uniforms to look like Georgia's, right? You put a G on the helmet, or it looks like a G. It's really a falcon. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we're just... Somehow we work in some Kirby smart something, and we have a party. And then nobody can complain that they didn't take a dog again. Now, I'm having fun with most of this. I'd really, I'd have no, the Falcons have to take a receiver in this draft at some point. Day two, I'll remind you guys of one thing. If Calvin Ridley resigns with Jacksonville, the Falcons will have a bonus second-round pick. So, that's draft capital to trade. That's, oh, we have two picks here. We can get a defensive player, or we can go get... One of these receivers, like them taking a receiver on day two would not be a surprise at all. They need another receiver.
2: That's true, but you you can't invest the assets, the capital of the eighth overall pick in the
1: receiver. No, I'm having fun. in that you need four. Right, I'm having fun with that. Like as we sit here today and we have four months or whatever, like I I won't get off the Dallas Turner thing until April 25th. That just seems to be, I don't even know if he'll be there, but that seems to be the thing that fits the most. What will tick people off is, they really might not take a quarterback again in eight because they might live by the Terry Fontenot mantra of I don't reach on my board. I take my best available player. And there's not going to be a board in America that will have Bo Nix or Michael Pennix as their eighth best mm. player. So if he sticks to that mantra, that would lead to what I just said, Dallas Turner Rock Bowers, or something that's not a quarterback. And then in round two, there's a chance they're all gone. The guys they like. So they have to go another way anyway. Yeah, and you sign a Lee
2: Smith. A. Michael Pruitt, um, A. Mac Hollins. <laughs> you sign a couple of those yeah. guys, and then you spend a second-round pick, maybe on a receiver, and then a seventh-rounder. And you mm-hmm. hope that Brian
1: Edwards makes the roster. Or you hope to get your, like, 2-2 Atwell. The yes. Rams, Rams have a little five foot nine burner, 2-2 Atwell. Everybody needs a 2-2 Atwell. It's based on every roster for him. What does every team want in a 2-2? takes the top off the defense. He's your 2-2 Atwell. I should be up there in Flowery Branch helping. I really should. Um, all right, speaking of the draft. If the Falcons stay put, I don't see them finding this answer at number eight, which would leave them with two very interesting options.
2: It's either a gay boyfriend or a dealer.
1: Those were not on my bingo card. I have two other options. Those are fine, too. I'll share my options with you coming up. But first, the Kang thinks the GOAT deserves even more credit for his recent dominance.
2: Yeah, a a recent performance from Nick Saban. I think we should linger on and give a little more credit. And when I say a recent performance, like a recent season-long performance when he clearly, Matt, was already at retirement point. Have you seen the digital images his daughter has been sending out? Video, pictures, him uh, boogie boarding, yeah. him playing golf with – Travis Scott and Fitty Sin. i I'll give him credit. 72 on that board, man. He looks young and spry. He looks 10 years younger than he did last week. Uh, There is not one part of him that looks like he wishes he was back at the coach's office in Tuscaloosa trying to finalize his uh, recruiting class. I mentioned this last week when something else had come up. I want to say, given how really retired Nick Saban got, and I mean instantly. We should go back and give even more credit to the job he did this year. It wasn't just like he had senioritis. No, 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 no. Clearly, he held that at bay. Like, everything we saw this year where we looked at it and said, man, it looks tough. Man, it looks like he's struggling. Man, he... And then in the end, oh, he's SEC champs. I think he clearly was at this point of retirement, and he pushed that urge Thoughts, Matt, maybe the realization, maybe the acceptance. Um, it's clear it was already there with him. We never knew it other than one day he looked bad walking in for halftime in Tampa. Um he uh, looked looked disheveled that uh, day. And it was like raining sideways for part of the game. And he's 72 and he had the wrong jacket on and didn't have a hat and humid as well. uh, Sure. That'll mess with the hair. So it was as challenging a roster offseason, staff, all of it, as he had in probably several seasons, maybe since his first year there. And the result was beat everybody except the national champ and another playoff team. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimbo Fisher bailed because there was another job waiting on him. He wasn't done working. He was like, I'm done here. Nick Saban, I'm telling you how comfortable and instant. he. This was a relief, which means I'm even more impressed
1: that he pushed through before he made that announcement. Well, if you consider his final like act, and I know they lost to Michigan, but his final act of beating the best team in college football, who had been Georgia all year. I was, uh, so I, I don't like playing the card of, like, this is Alabama's worst team. It's still Alabama. They're, just, they're overloaded with talent. But they were deficient compared to some other Alabama teams in some certain areas. But the way they won that game against Georgia had Nick Saban's fingerprints all over it. And if not for maybe a bad snap, And a missed block, who knows if they don't score the Milrow touchdown and they're playing for the national national championship in a year where it didn't look like other Alabama teams. But here's where I am on this. I know forever and a day, the Auburn fan, the Tennessee fan, the Georgia fan, they're all like, I can't wait till Nick's gone. Can't wait. I wonder if they really believe that because I almost think this is watching the horror movie and you want the villain to die. Then you realize there's still 30 minutes left in the movie and the villain's gone. Like, without the villain, it doesn't have the same okay, kind of a claim.
2: You're right. And you never realize in the moment how valuable Spurrier is to you as a fan when you're a Georgia fan in the moment. Um, you just you don't get it. And then he's gone. Here is the chilling little preview for all of us in every industry. It moves right on along after you're gone. But Bear it doesn't Bryant get- passed, and it's going to come to a stop. Mo- music moved on after Elvis. The, like The game doesn't
1: get better without Saban. It just doesn't.
2: Oh, no. We're at a much better place. But we were at a much better place with him and Spurrier. Mm-hmm. We had a much better place with him, Spurrier, Falmer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, we were. Um, but it moves on, and maybe it's Ryan Day now, and maybe it's Lincoln uh, Riley, and uh, maybe it's Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, and, oh, <laughs> what? You guys are just throwing out coaches. No, no, I'm I'm saying that it it doesn't stop for anybody, man. You know and, what it uh, is. We're going to be missing some. We've been missing some since Bear Bryant passed.
1: We're living in Kirby. Uh, you guys know it. You can wrench in Ryan Day and Sark, and you can bring up you just brought up Shane Beamer, and you can bring up all. The, we're living in Kirby till the end of Kirby. Whenever Kirby wants to decide, That's there's possible. no more Kirby. We're living in Kirby. Uh,
2: hang on, Kirby's he got. He f- is Bear. Kirby <laughs> is fighting whatever the weekly opponent is, as well as just the overall system. It's yeah. it's more built to beat you down today than ever before as
1: a coach. I would agree that the schedule, the expanded playoff, it's going to be harder to win that stuff. But for as long as Kirby's going to be there, it's going to go through Kirby. Like, I, give me another coach you say goes through him.
2: Oh, no, I would say Kirby, but it's going to get tougher for Kirby to maintain sure.
1: this. Of course it is. Like,
2: this job's so hard – Nick Saban quit, and Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. like two days later, is like, what? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy. I'm trying mm-hmm. to fill out a staff. I got recruiting. No,
1: nope. There's no doubt. So um, I don't have a mock draft for you, Chuck. I promise I won't do that January 29th or 30th, whatever the date is. Uh-huh. I won't do it. I'm down but with it. I, no, we can't do it yet. There, there should be a no mock rule before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? But we do know where the Falcons are going to pick, right? We know they're picking at number eight. And I had just mentioned to you. If TF continues the TF philosophy of I'm best player available, and maybe TF and RM agree that they're BPA, they're not going to take a quarterback at eight. Unless they – if they're willing to change their philosophy, that's them. Anybody can change on a dime. Or if our board said <laughs> – Yeah, okay. I want to see how their board at number eight. After – so Mike
2: Mayock swore to me his board had Cleveland Farrell mm-hmm. Cleland- at four. Okay.
1: And it might have, but that's why he's no longer employed. That'll tell you enough. But after Caleb is number one on everybody's board, there's a chance Drake is number two. Jaden Daniels is not going to be three on most people's boards. Jaden might be 5, 8, 10, 12, but at number three, the Patriots are jonesing for a quarterback, so they'll take Jaden. After that, unless something wild happens, and yes, there could be some big change, senior bowl, pro days, combines, all of it. Maybe a somebody's board will include Bo Nix or Michael Penix. I have a hard time buying it. I happen to believe that Bo Nix and Michael Penix will be 22 on somebody's board or 28 or 31. That doesn't mean you don't take them eight, but that's more realistic. So if the Falcons stick to the BPA model, I told you Dallas Turner is going to fit the best. It's maybe the top player on your board, but it's also your biggest need. So the two roads intersect. What a crazy idea, a novel concept in that way. Which means then the Falcons are left to do something at 43 unless they trade back into the first round. And, Chuck, this is what's being ignored by a lot of people. They could take these two assets in the second round move back into the first round. Calvin Pick? Yeah. You could take your seconds or package a second with something else. Right now you're at 43. I don't know what the – would the Calvin Pick be compensatory? I don't know how the league – or is it just Jacksonville's? I don't know. No, they get it from Jacksonville. So they get Jacksonville second? Is they signed him again, yeah. Okay. So Jacksonville would pick seven spots behind the Falcons or five spots, whatever it is. You could move back to pick, you know, into the first round wherever Jacksonville picks at, like, you guys can look it up while we're talking, 22, 24, whatever, 18. I don't even know where they pick. You can get your quarterback there. Like, the value makes more sense because the run of quarterbacks will have stopped with the top three. If you like Knicks or you like uh, Penix. You don't take him at eight because there's a much better player on the board. In this case, I mentioned Dallas Turner. Then you get your quarterback at 14 or 18, 17. You get your quarterback at 17. Then we don't have to hear terms like it's not much of a reach and all those things. And you address your quarterback. You get your pass rusher. And now you've made the most out of those second-round picks. And you haven't given up the farm to move up five spots for Jaden Daniels, which is the other option at eight to move to three to pay the ransom that the Patriots would want for you to take Jaden Daniels.
2: And there is at least a, now Arthur Smith is gone and he certainly was part of it. Um, has to be there's some blue sky here for as much as the Falcons have not ultimately come through in the wins and losses. The past three seasons, we've talked about pro personnel and scary Terry and whoever else he's relied on. They've done pretty well in pro yep. personnel, bringing Agreed. in players yep. from other teams. Yep. As far as the elite draft assets, they've played I mean, full retail, but they've got it right. So, um, and Kyle is a really talented guy that has had below average production, especially after his first year because of injuries and bad quarterback play and whatever. Drake has had good enough production, but it looks like he's been fighting it the whole time because of bad quarterback play. Bijan, Bijan rookie running back, who everybody looked at him for three weeks in and people's was like, all right, he's one of the most special backs in the league. They got to figure out how to use him and around him and you know all that other stuff. Um, but you say all that, Matt, those are players that for whatever Terry's input was, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it was sizable, they got it right. They didn't get any bust. There's no Trey Lance. There's no receiver who's already on. Who was the kid? John Ford. Who was it? Who ran the, the, the record time out of Washington and was a first-round pick of the Bengals and has already been onto a second or third team. Mm-hmm. Um, You see these picks all the time. They didn't miss the, those... Uh, the, four, the 8 and the 8. So at least give him credit for that. So it tells me that if they're at 8,
1: I don't know what position he'll go to, but at least the first three years they've gotten a, a player who can play. I would agree, but you haven't gotten the – so you haven't hit the floor with the picks, but you haven't gotten close to the ceiling. Not all to their own doing. Kyle, after year one, and it was it was a good statistical year. It was nothing special. You didn't see special. Then he's been banged up. They've gone through the quarterback's. The other two players, I still have the highest ceiling for Bijan, but we haven't gotten there yet. it's hard to evaluate him because the quarterbacks. Great. Not all their fault. So here's the last part of this. So this is an even or, or an either or for you. I said take one of your seconds, couple it with something else, trade up, back into the first round, get your quarterback. I would much rather do that than trade up or trade specifically for Justin Fields and swap a second. Only because you only have a year and then the fifth year option you have to declare on Justin I don't know if that's – now, if there's not something else out there, maybe you do that. But if I take my seconds and move up into the first round to take one of these quarterbacks, I get five years with them. I get five years to develop them, five years to mold them, five years to do whatever to them instead of – it's got to happen right now with Justin Fields. Like, you have to get it now. He's got to come in here, get the system, understand it, show you enough, I'll pick up the fifth year, and then we're going to think about re-signing you. That's a lot to ask. It is. So that's the other option. And then there's the Cousins thing on the table. Would you do a two-year, if he says, I'm open to leaving Minnesota, would you do a two-year deal with Kirk for $85 million? Yes.
2: I was going to say yes before you gave the money, because anything reasonable, my answer is yes. From 70 to $90 million, my answer is yes.
1: So does it bother you that you, you, that you really can't do much else after that? Uh, Free agency, that does bother me. I want to see these guys stretched out with a – professional quarterback so do i but the cost of it is what i have an issue not the kirk huge the cost would mean a very incomplete roster would not get more complete
2: for two years right like, other
1: than draft assets so you'd get a little better at quarterback you get a lot better the mere birds playing a lot of snaps oh boy and guess what canary hodge is playing a more yes, prominent he is. role yeah,
2: he is. and you're getting
1: scotty miller back to play a more prominent role mac Hollins and his <laughs> no shoes cleatless feet right. will be back okay. for another season and then the last one's the Baker Mayfield. And I have no clue what the Baker cost is going to be. If he's open to leaving Tampa, I don't love Baker. But would you do Baker for three years and? 60 to 75? I was going to say 75. That sounds to me that's more palatable. He's not as good as Kirk.
2: No, and, but, but the, 20 to 25 a year for three years? Maybe if you sign him for three years, you get a little break
1: on the total. Maybe I'm underselling it though. Maybe I'm completely underselling the money. There's a chance. Oh, he, gets he may. More.
2: Yeah, he may be three and a hundred from somebody. Oh, oh my god! By the
1: way, three and a hundred. We're getting into Daniel Jones
2: territory. No, if you just got a starting quarterback for thirty-three million dollars, no, i you're not wrong. You're seven
1: to ten to twelve million less than. You're not wrong, but you're getting it because it's Baker. Dak is fifty-nine
2: next year. Yeah, by the because way.
1: Dak is whatever you think of in the playoffs. Dak's a top eight quarterback or five quarterback or ten quarter. Baker is a guy who had a good year. If Dak's
2: 59, do you look at Kirk at 40 to 45 and go... "Hmm." Bargain!
1: He's also 36 of an Achilles. He is. 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 All that has to be weighed in this stuff. All right, coming up, a new Prime documentary should have one athletic department shaking in their boots. I don't have Apple TV. Well, this is a a Prime, but not an Apple, a Prime. I don't have YouTube. Oh, no. All right, we're going to work on Chuck during the break with YouTube, and he'll explain about this documentary next there's no
3: better Falcons expert than the guy who caught passes there for a decade. Looking for who leaps into the air a touchdown. Brian Finneran is part of the locker room, getting you to work tomorrow morning from six to 10 a.m. on the fan and the
5: fan app. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? Well, you need to call QC Kinetics today. It's Cellini telling you that the state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like roids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. So, knee pain, back pain like me, shoulder pain from arthritis or injury, do not let the pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics, their advanced state-of-art treatment's harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with zero downtime. So, make 24 the year you reclaim your mobility, you reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics today to set up a free consultation at 770-285-8026. 770-285-8026. Again, 770 285 285-8026. NASCAR's most intense, action-packed racing at a track where you feel it, hear it, and see it, unlike anywhere else.
4: Anybody ask me when they're going to the first race? I'm sending them here.
5: This is the hottest ticket in NASCAR. Don't miss the Am Better Health Four Hundred weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, February twenty third to the twenty fifth. Get your tickets at atlantamotorspeedway.com.
6: With the weather as unpredictable as it is here in Georgia, Scanna Energy is the provider I trust to keep my family warm every single winter. So sign up with Scanna Energy today and save up to $100. Give them a call, 877 GO SCANA or visit ScannaEnergy.com slash 100 for details. Terms and conditions apply.
3: There's no escape from the cold right now. So the fan is getting you into the tropics by sending you on an all-inclusive vacation to Sandals Duns River in the heart of Ochoa. Rios, Jamaica. The Locker Room has your ticket to paradise all week. All you have to do is know the keyword. Named the most iconic resort, this newly reimagined resort is surrounded by rushing waterfalls and pristine beaches. Enjoy all the endless activities and unlimited fine dining at 12 restaurants, 9 bars, including the first-ever rum lounge and complimentary golf at the nearby course. You can have it, and it's all included. Every morning this week, head over to the fan social media channels on Twitter and Instagram and get the day's keyword. And when you hear the cue call, be the first caller with the correct keyword and get qualified to win a four-day, three-night luxury vacation for two to any Sandals resorts with locations in Curacao, Jamaica, and the Bahamas, including round-trip airfare on American Airlines. With more than 40 island destinations, American is your airline to the Caribbean. All from Atlanta's sports station, The Fan. The latest from the local teams and from across the country. Time for a drive to the RBM of Atlanta's sports desk.
4: Potential trouble in Knoxville. Good afternoon. Once again, I'm Justin Hanover, Tennessee, under NCAA investigation for what is believed to be alleged major NIL violations. The volunteer chancellor, Dondi Plowman, said the allegations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed and also intellectually dishonest. Meanwhile, former Falcon head coach Arthur Smith about to be named the next offensive coordinator with the Steelers. Detroit Lions O.C. Ben Johnson is staying put in Detroit. NBA at 7.30, the Lakers in town to face the Hawks. Anthony Davis is out. LeBron is questionable, but he did say he would play. And at 7, down at McCamish, number 3, North Carolina, 17-3 overall against Georgia Tech. The Ramblin' Rack tip-off show begins at 6.30 you home of the Braves in the Jackets, the Fan 680 and 93.7
3: FM.
6: It's
1: Chuck and Chernoff on The Fan. Thanks so much for hanging with us on our Tuesday afternoon show. I'd like to think most people we work with here at the radio station are considerate of others and their feelings. It's not like we have our own offices. You know, wherever you guys work, you have an office, a cubicle, a door. It's your space. Well, we share this space with everybody else. And what Nick Cellini did to this studio, you can hear Nick and Chris every weekday, 11 to 2, here on The Fan. So Domino walked out of the hall. I came in about 1 today. And uh, Chris walks out. He goes, I need to talk to you. I said, what? He goes, just be careful when you walk in. Like, what? 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 He goes. What he's been doing in that room? It hey, was having
2: GI challenge.
1: Challenge. He lost the challenge. Like we have a, a bottle of disinfectant spray that has not beaten Nick. Like Nick has outdueled the disinfectant yeah. spray.
2: Well,
1: like I, I don't even know how to describe to the listeners what I I, I opened the door from the hallway. He's unpleasant, and it hit me, sure, like a mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. So that's allegedly. A, it's not allegedly. I'm living it. It's not a professional environment. Sometimes. But, but this is so Nick. He says to me, "Use a different chair." I said, "I'm sorry. The smell of fought will not just leave the studio because I use a different chair." So that's the one problem I have. I, I know the locker room wouldn't do that to Buck. I know Buck wouldn't do that to Nick and Chris. But Cellini just has no seemingly care about anybody else, and that's <laughs> it's, it's a little it's a little much. And poor Domino, like yeah. they, they're like. <laughs> They're like in that sub, uh, that submersible, that submarine together in here for three hours, <sniffs> dealing with that mess. Chuck, I want you to join six of the fan as we support Special Olympics Georgia and the Polar Plunge, where you make a donation to help decide who in the locker room is going to take the plunge. The locker rooms: Brian Fennerin, our home team, Brandon Leak will take the icy plunge February twenty fourth at Ackworth Beach. The locker room host with the lowest donation amount in their name. Hello. we'll have to make the plunge to make your donation to help send home team or Finn into the plunge or to save your favorite locker room host, From the chill, simply go to 680thefan.com slash Polar Plunge.
6: I'm on the green, part three, at about a 40-footer. He was was sauced. I mean, my goodness. Or look for the
1: link on the homepage, then make your donation supporting the host of your choice. 100% of your donations will benefit Special Olympians of Georgia, so it's an incredible cause and their year-round training. For more info or to register to take the plunge yourself, go to specialolympicsga.org and then click on the Polar Plunge Twenty twenty-four. So there's a new Prime documentary that should have one athletic department very shaky.
2: You'd think, and Prime Video will be debuting soon. The Money Game face uh, focusing on LSU's name, image, likeness efforts mm-hmm. and the outcomes that the Tigers' athletic programs are getting. Now, you would think that if uh, unattached streamer starts profiling your athletic department and they title it the money game that, Oh boy, here it comes. I actually, I'm betting LSU allowed the network all access. Um, there is a chance that LSU's name image likeness outcomes are the exact blueprint for coaches to follow, to get those, um, and then specifically the coaches. What I'm talking about is here's what's going on in Baton Rouge, and this may be a preview for other programs to follow. Kim Mulkey, how many other women's basketball coaches do you know? You know her. They, uh, she took over a really, really bad program, and they became national champions a couple years later. She's scary. She's very direct and in-your-face, and she dresses the way she wants, and she's got, I mean, she's got a resume, and LSU decided, let's get serious, and they got not only serious, they won a national championship. Jay Johnson, the baseball coach, College World Series champions this past year. After I think it was the Super Regional, he's on ESPN. How did you survive and advance to Omaha and blah, blah, blah. And we filled the ball and we threw it and we ran. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Matt, live TV during the interview. All you players out there looking for someplace to transfer, y'all come to Baton Rouge. Good job. Um, LSU football, Jaden, you had a Heisman Trophy candidate who came back and stayed in the... So, obviously, you're checking those boxes. Um, What they're doing at LSU is these coaches are almost getting involved on a one-on-one basis with their donors. Now, you may think Rob Peter to pay Paul, et cetera. Um, There is a limited list of donors. And at LSU, I've been told that there are about a dozen people who are funding everything to do with name-image likeness. But, for instance, one real rich guy, and I think it's construction companies is his background maybe, is that a front? But no, man, maybe he's an attorney. I don't know, <laughs> Waste whatever. management. But there is an LSU grad, and he's a big sports fan, and baseball's his thing. So if baseball needs something, you can kind of go to him, and he'll write you a check. Um, that's just sort of the understanding. Um, football, basketball, all the other sports, LSU has essentially gone out of its way to hire coaches with the personality to go out and be their own hustler, their own fundraiser, and to this point, it's working. If you want just a broad scope of it, because, again, they're winning national championships at LSU. Texas spent $13 million on his football roster last year. LSU spent probably about $4 million. Now, if you want to know what's going on, name, image, likeness across America, and this is the money game, and this is what I'm looking forward to seeing some of the behind-the-scenes the other numbers here, but... There is a thought, Matt, that there are about 10 schools like Bama and Texas like really piling it on, 13, 15, whatever, 20 million a year. Then there's about 30 schools at like the LSU level, 4 to $5 million. Nobody else has a chance. That if you're outside of those schools, when it comes to actually buying the premier players or retaining the nugget that you came up with, Those days are done. There's about probably 40 to 45 schools who can actually purchase players and keep their own. And then after that, it's just kind of a free-for-all for for crumbs. So that's one of the things that's coming out. But give LSU credit because if you look at a thread going through their coaches, it is a guy or a lady willing to go almost on a one-on-one basis with the donors. Um, Now, the risk here is when that person leaves, you go back to ground zero in that sport for the fundraising. But at LSU right now, that issue is working.
1: So I'm sure you saw these numbers. Front Office Sports was my source on these. That The LSU Athletic Department reported a $4 million deficit, despite what you just mentioned, winning natties in women's basketball and baseball. The women's basketball team specifically reported losses of $7.8 million.
2: I bet you they're not going to guess. How does that happen? They lost 7.8. I bet you their SEC women's basketball programs, their budget's not anywhere close to
1: 7.8, is it? Kim Mulkey makes 7.4? How do you lose 7.8? How? Oh. I want to see the books. You got a nice hefty return on their taxes. The uh, LSU Athletic Department reported $200 million in revenue, over half of which, and this will not surprise you, came directly from football. $204 million in spending, though, is where they came up with the $4 million deficit. Right, okay. It's so a way to manipulate some of these books is all I'm telling you, but you lost nearly $8 million in basketball?
2: Women's basketball. Yes, yeah, so on women's basketball. And the men's team's in Dutch with the NCAA. Remember,
1: Will Way got himself fired. So I saw that your buddy Clay Travis also had this note. Old Miss reports losing $8.4 on women's basketball last year.
2: Well, I'll ask Trey about or Clay about that this weekend when we meet for dinner.
1: Good for you. you yeah. Can- but eight point four million for Ole Miss—that's your your women's basketball losses.
2: I've got a text Clay about that right now.
1: What is what is Iowa making off women's basketball? Doesn't that have to be the one team that's making the money? You would like, amend him, Kate. Oh, what, South Carolina's
2: ladies—they're number one or two right okay, now. Doesn't aren't mean they? you're you making. Baby.
1: Doesn't mean you're making money. Mr. South Carolina. Oh, yeah, just, there's
2: a big difference between winning and turning a profit. Just
1: you know? tell you LSU won the, the championship. They didn't make money. I,
2: I dare say right now, I bet you Vanderbilt turned a profit in the athletic department. LSU didn't. Vanderbilt did. It's called it's, expenses and losses. It's called what are we going to spend yes. on? We're going to spend on sports that have 12 scholarships. Correct. Not 85.
1: 100%. All right, coming up, the Falcons defense will have some wonderful nickname options in 2024. Fat and old. Hmm. That's not wonderful. And that's not the nickname I'm thinking. Plus, good news. Tonight's a throwback night for Atlanta fans or people who claim to be Atlanta fans. We'll tell you about it next. This is Chuck and Chernoff. And for more college football talk, be here at 10 a.m.
3: tomorrow for the Buck Baloo Show. Exclusively on the fan and the fan app. We're fresh off celebrating 30 years as the college football voice of the South. And we're just getting started in 2024. We're already in the kitchen, cooking up another huge college football season, including the college football playoff, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the Athletic kickoff game, the SEC Championship, and the best sports radio lineup in the South featuring the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, afternoons 2-6. inside the
6: 5.
4: his way across the goal line. Touchdown,
3: Michigan! We are Atlanta Sports. The Band, 680 and 937-FM.
5: We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an... The
0: winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY and there's no fees, penalty or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
5: a $5 minimum balance required.